Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! I'll Silver! Fred Stacy had watched the two men arrive in Crown City, but Stacy said nothing. Not until he had completed the plan which leaped into his mind when first he saw Blackie Kruger and Skip Crowley. Stacy was a lawyer, a smart lawyer, and he never wasted words. It was early evening when Fred Stacy made his appearance at the office of Floyd Bellman, the sheriff. Evening, Sheriff. Huh? You, uh, see the two fellas that pulled into town a while ago? I seen them. Why? Thought you might be interested to know... They're over at the Longhorn Cafe, stirring up trouble. So? What kind of trouble? What kind of trouble do you expect from a pair of gunslingers? Oh. You got reason to call them fellas gunslingers? All I'm saying is that they're making trouble. Now, if I was you, Never I'd... Never mind hinting at what you want, Stacy. What's on your mind? I want that pair locked up. 
For... For what? Well, uh, they were downright insulting when I was in there a while ago. Call me names. Oh, is that supposed to be something new around here? Somebody calling your name? I'm not here to argue, Sheriff. I want that pair arrested. You're going to sign a warrant? You don't need a warrant on a vagrancy charge or for disturbing the peace. I'm telling you, if you don't collar that pair, there's going to be big trouble. Hmm. And if someone gets hurt, I'll see that folks know you were warned in plenty of time. You refuse to do anything about it. Well, I'll take a walk over to the cafe and see how they're behaving. <laughs> so this is Crown City, eh? <laughs> i never seen such a rat hole in all my life. Ah, uh, me neither, Blackie. <laughs> How about you and me giving this place a good cleanup? Well, I don't know, Skip. Maybe the rats like it this way. <laughs> Come on, let's hold it out. Hold it out. You two Jaspers looking for trouble, huh? Well, well. Look at the tin star, Blackie. Yeah. Funny-looking Jasper, ain't he, Skip? <laughs> we don't like troublemakers in Crown City. Get your horses and clear out right now. And if we don't? You'll spend the night in jail. <laughs> Randy, Dawson, you hang my ass. Give me a hand with this pair. Hey, what the, hey, what's the idea? You're heading for the lockup, mister. Now, wait a minute. On what charge? Disturbing the peace is enough charge, I reckon. Disturbing it. Let's go, Sheriff. The two men showed plainly that they were highly amused at the charges brought against them by Sheriff Bellman. Later that evening, Fred Stacy, the lawyer, appeared again at the Crown City Jail. Oh. <laughs> Well, you back again? Well, now what? Wanted to talk to your uh, prisoner, Sheriff. Yeah? About what? About what? Why, about getting him out of here, of course. Getting him... <laughs> Say, you're a bigger shyster than I thought you was. <laughs> you get him arrested, then come around looking for business, trying to get him out. <laughs> you got any objections to me talking with him? Oh, not. I reckon not. Uh, go on back, Stacy. Of all the conniving shysters I ever run across, you're the worst, Stacy. Mm. Absolutely the worst. Well, well. Howdy, gents. Howdy. What's on your mind, fella? My name's Fred Stacy. I uh, happen to be a lawyer. Thought you might want a little help getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, shyster. We're in here for the night, and the only charge is disturbing the peace. Yeah, we had to find a place to spend the night anyway, and well, <laughs> this way the sheriff's saving us a price of a room at the sure. hotel. <laughs> Peter, fella, we don't need a lawyer to defend us for disturbing the peace. I, uh, I wasn't thinking of that charge, Crowley. What? What do you mean? How do you know my name? Our friend the sheriff doesn't pay much attention to reward notices. What are you talking about? I reckon he'd be powerful interested in this one if I was to show it to him. It says you and your partner here are wanted up in the North Country for murder. What's your game, Stacy? I got a little job that needs doing. It's made to order for you gents. What kind of job? You're going to knock off the Sweetwater Express tomorrow night. Oh, just like that, huh? We're going to do it. You're going to do it, Crowley, you and Blackie. 
Otherwise, I'm laying this notice on the sheriff's desk on my way out of here. I'm just wondering, Stacy. Did you have anything to do with us getting in here on a trumped-up charge? <laughs> yes, I had everything to do with it. And it looks like I'm going to have everything to do with getting you out. Well, of all Skip, the... hold it. Stacy, get that notice out of sight. Wait a minute, Stacy. I want to see that paper you're just shoved in your pocket. Uh, I don't uh, see where my private papers or any of your business, Bellman. You don't, eh? Well, maybe it don't matter. By any chance, was that paper anything like this? What? What? It's a reward notice for the capture of these two fellas. Skip Crowley and Blackie Kruger. Oh. Yeah. Let's see. I wonder if you really are surprised or if you're just acting. Why, uh, I was just talking to these gents about getting them out of here for, uh... Disturbing the peace. You can forget that charge. The charge now is murder. If they didn't need a lawyer before... They, they... sure need one now, huh, Sheriff? How about it, Blackie? <laughs> now, wait listen. a minute. That uh, deal you was talking about, Stacy. What deal? What are you fellas trying to cook up? Go anyway? ahead, Skip. Go ahead. What about it? I, uh... I reckon me and Blackie will take that deal, Stacy. Now, just a minute. I want to know what's going on. You want to know, huh, Sheriff? Stacy, put up that gun. Here's where you find out, mister. The alliance between Fred Stacy, the lawyer, and the two prisoners, Skip Crawley and Blackie Kruger, was formed as the sheriff fell to the floor of the corridor. A moment later... Pausing only long enough to snatch the reward notice in the dead lawman's hand, the three men were out of the jail and disappearing into the black of night. A short time later... Now listen, both of you. The Sweetwater Express comes through the upper valley tomorrow night, carrying 160000 in currency. Wow. It's new currency, and you couldn't spend it in a hundred years. But I can, see? I know where to get rid of it. What's in it for us, Stacy? $4,000 apiece. In gold. You're forgetting one thing. The Sweetwater Express doesn't stop to sight Abel. There's a railroad bridge across Roaring Creek. It's a wooden bridge. All he needs is a couple of cans of kerosene and a match. Hey, by golly. You sure know how to figure things out, don't he, Blackie? Yeah. We set fire to the bridge and the train has to stop. Bring the currency here to my house tomorrow night. I'll be waiting for you. $10,000 in gold. Sure, Blackie. You bet. It was the following afternoon. In the Lone Ranger's camp, the masked man and his Indian friend Tonto glanced anxiously at the figure of the horseman coming toward them at breakneck speed. Something's happened in town, Tonto. Got Silver and Scout ready to travel. Ah, uh, and right plenty fast to get here. Oh, Victor. Oh, boy. Oh, fellow. Oh, oh. What's happened, then? we got to clear out of here in a hurry. Why? Because there's a posse heading this way right now, yes, and they're coming. Right is coming. Tell me quickly, Dan. What are they coming here for? To get you for the murder of Sheriff Bellman. Bellman, but I... Come on, let's ride. You can tell me the story later. Uh, come on, come on. This way. Come on, Victor. Come on, Victor. As the posse came racing up to the scene of the Lone Ranger's camp, 
The masked man whirled the great stallion silver, and in another moment he and his companions were flashing away at breakneck speed, dodging and twisting to avoid the burst of gunfire that followed him. Swiftly and surely, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Dan Reed left their pursuers behind. And then, for several hours, they rode steadily through the hills, with Tonto leading the way over ground where their trails were impossible to follow. Darkness had fallen, and the three companions had made a temporary camp for the night on a high ridge where they could get a clear view of the valley below. When daylight came... Yeah, we're safe enough here for the night while we move again. Are we going to leave the valley? No, Dan. We're going to stay until we found out why Floyd Bellman was murdered. From what I was able to learn in Crown City, the thing doesn't make sense. Bellman arrested two strangers for disturbing the peace. That's right. And the next morning, the sheriff is found dead and the two men have escaped. No one knows who the men are, huh? Just a couple of troublemakers. Lots of people saw them, though. Whether they killed the sheriff or had help from the outside, there has to be a reason. A better reason than we have now. You mean they wouldn't have killed him unless they had a better reason than being arrested for disturbing the peace? Well, it's a very minor charge, Dan. It'd have been free in the morning. Dan, you'll not tell us how Posse come to our camp. There was an old prospector in town when the killing was discovered. He'd been by our camp a couple days before and had seen the Lone Ranger. Oh, him think mask friend, part of outlaw gang, huh? That's right. It was a break for us that Dan found out about the posse. Golly, uh. I never rode so fast in my life. You should have seen the way Victor left that crowd behind. What's the motive behind the killing of Sheriff Bellman? Everyone in town remembered that when he arrested that pair, they laughed about it. They thought it was pretty funny. Hey, listen. Oh, that's the Sweetwater Express, Dan. Golly, look. You can see the sparks from the engine way up here. I wonder if... Hey! Otto, look. Uh-huh. You see it. Bridge across Roan Creek on fire. But how? The express what? is being stopped. Someone has set fire to the bridge. Come on, get your horses quickly. Sit Golly, down. you mean that... This may be the motive we've been looking for in the murder of Sheriff Bellman. If we can catch the men who are stopping that train, we may find the killers we're after. Let's go! Come on, Come on, on. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. The flaming ruins of the bridge across Roaring Creek leaped high into the night sky, lighting the area around the Sweetwater Express, which had stopped a safe distance back from the fire. Some of the passengers and train crew were still trying desperately to fight the fire, but most of them had given up and were gathered about the express car, talking excitedly to the members of the train crew. 
How much did them farmers get away with? Plenty, mister. Well, how much is plenty? $160,000. Well, but it was all in currency, yeah. and they'll sure have a time getting rid of it. How many of them were there? Two of them we could see. Might have been more outside, but there was two of them busted into the express car. Well, what are we going to do now? Only thing we can do, and that's head back to Sweetwater. Won't be no trains crossing the creek till they build a new bridge. Hey, look yonder. Look. Oh, oh, oh. A mass man. That's one of them. What are they coming back for? Never mind that. Get him first. We'll ask questions later. Hold it, mister. I'll start something you can't finish. I'll start it and I'll finish it. Outlaw. Did you see that? I never saw such a quick draw in my life. Hey, fella, you hurt? Uh, what happened? Uh, you had a gun in your hand a minute ago, and then the masked man kind of figured you might hurt someone, I reckon. Gunpowder is the only language you people understand, but we can talk that way. Otto, keep your eyes open. Uh, me watch crowd. I want to know what's happened here. You do, huh? Well, what's it look like? Someone set fire to the bridge to stop this train. Why? Now, see here, masked man. I ain't sure just why you fellas come back here. I think you'll... Never mind what you think. Tell me what you know. A couple of your outlaw friends won the package of currency we was carrying. Yeah, $160,000. Anyone hurt? Well, one of the guards got killed just because he didn't move fast enough to suit one of them buzzers. Now, see here, mister. Suppose you answer a few questions yourself. Come on, hello. Yeah, Let's go, Dan. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, sir. Not so fast. Don't let him get away. Stop him. daylight. Far up in the hill country, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Dan Reed were following the winding erratic trail left by the two train robbers. And then, suddenly, the trail turned to the south. Kimosabe, outlaws go from here straight south. All this twisting and turning through the hills, that was just to cover up their getaway, huh? They'd have been even more careful, Dan, if they'd known they were being tracked by a man like Tonto. Outlaw fellows go plenty fast from here. Not try to cover sign. And we can go faster, too. Come on, Silver. Come on, Victor. Oh, That trail goes as straight as a string. Right into Crown City. Yeah. Maybe robbery done by fellas from town. Possible, Tonto. Then again, it could be the two strangers that broke out of jail last night. Uh-huh. Either way, the trail we're following goes into Crown City. That means the men we're after somewhere in town. And what we do? Now, you and Dan go into town. I'm going back to Roaring Creek to search for sign. Golly, maybe we can find out something in Crown City, huh, Tonto? Um, maybe, Dan. But be careful. The men we're after aren't small-time crooks. They'll stop at nothing to cover up their getaway. Uh, come down. Meet me this afternoon before sundown at Roaring Creek. We'll be there. Come on, Silver. Skip Crawley and Blackie Kruger had reached the home of the lawyer Fred Stacy shortly after midnight. Less than two hours after their successful robbery of the Sweetwater Express. Yeah. Too bad we don't know how to get rid of the currency ourselves. I'm satisfied. Just so long as this lawyer, Jen, pays off. You can spend gold anywhere, anytime, without being traced. It's different with paper money. 
Yeah, this way. Follow me. You must not waste any time getting out of here. Huh? What'd you say, Blackie? What? Hey, hey, what the? <laughs> well, thanks, boys. Thanks a lot. I reckon you've done a fine job. two outlaws recovered consciousness to find themselves securely tied. It was morning when Fred Stacy appeared at the head of the cellar stairs. Stacy, you double-crossing polecat, what's the idea? Why, Blackie, surely you didn't think I could let a couple of desperate train robbers get away, did you? You two-faced sidewinder! Besides, someone has to pay for the killing of Sheriff Bellman, you know. You can't pin that on us. We'll tell how you killed the sheriff to get us out of jail to knock off the express. We'll tell No, I don't think you will. You see, I wouldn't want to part with the currency you brought last night, nor the gold you were supposed to get. Dirty double-dyed And within 24 hours, the railroad people are going to have a pretty sizable reward posted for the men who held up the Sweetwater Express. Yes, sir, it'll be a sizable reward. And I wouldn't be surprised if it says dead or alive. Say, are you figuring to To kill kill you? (laughs) Rather a silly question, Skip, now, isn't it? Pretty slick, you double-crossing rat. You get the currency, keep the gold you were supposed to give us, and... And collect the reward for you and Mr. Crowley. Besides, I'm likely to be quite a public hero for uh, catching you desperados. Naturally, everyone will understand just why I wasn't able to take you alive. Well, make yourselves comfortable, gentlemen. I have a little business to take care of in town. Adios. Dan Reed and Tonto found the people of Crown City highly excited about the train robbery which had taken place in the Upper Valley. There won't be no trains through the valley until they get that bridge rebuilt. Ah, uh, sir, me and Jimson here had to go clear back to Sweetwater last night. Get us a pair of saddle horses and start out again. Say, uh, were you there when the robbery took place? Did you, uh, did you get to see the outlaws? We seen the fire up ahead when the train was stopping. And we seen two fellers come busting out of the express car right away. Just we got out of the coach. Could you identify them if you saw them again? Not me, but there was two guards in that car. One of them got killed, but I reckon the other one could identify the fellas that done it. And now what about the ones that come riding up after the robbery? I'll bet you could identify the mask armory that shot the gun out of your hand, huh, Jimson? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no question about that. If I ever set eyes on that... Hey, that redskin, grab him! That's the engine was with the mask man at the train robbery. Grab him! Get that boy, too! They was both there. I seen them myself. Let me go. You sure, go. sure, we'll let you go. Let Just as soon as you tell us what you was doing at the Roaring Creek Bridge last night. We we weren't doing anything. Dan, you not say anything. Don't worry. Oh, so you wasn't doing anything, eh? You just happened to be there when the bridge burned and the express got robbed. Who was that masked outlaw? I, I can't tell you. Oh, take this pair down to jail and lock them up. You'll be sorry for this. Yeah, I suppose your friend with the mask will be coming to get you out of jail, huh? Dan, you're not answering him. Maybe the masked man will try something like that. And if he does, we'll be ready for him. Oh, wait, just a minute, you men. How do you know this Indian and the boy had anything to do with that robbery? We don't, but we sure aim to find out. We know they were there, and they won't say why. Well, I'm just as interested in finding those robbers as anyone else. But we've got to be sure we catch the right man. Uh, just who are you, anyway? Fred Stacy. I'm a lawyer here in Crown City. Yeah? Well, we're going to lock up this pair anyhow, Mr. Stacy. And maybe that masked man will try to get him out. Then we'll grab him. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I see. Come on, let's get him over to jail. The Lone Ranger had waited with mounting anxiety as the afternoon passed with no sign of his friends. Then, quickly, he mounted the great white stallion and headed for Crown City. The masked rider was just approaching the edge of town when a voice hailed him from the twilight shadows alongside the trail. You there! Rain up, mister! Oh, Silver City, fella, easy. Oh, don't make a move for those fancy guns. I just want to talk with you. About what? Yeah, I reckon you're the fella. They said you'd be wearing a mask. They? Yeah, the folks in town. The ones that got the Indian and the kid in jail. What? What are my friends in jail for? Folks got the notion that you had something to do with that train robbery last night. One of the passengers from the train was in Crown City. Recognize your friends. I see. Of course, they figured that you're the kingpin. Figured maybe you'd be trying to get your friends out of there. So they're waiting for you. Well, I'm much obliged for the warning, Mr... Uh, uh, Stacy's my name. You see, that crowd in town is pretty mad. First the sheriff gets killed. Then some prisoners break out of jail. Then the train robbery, and one of the guards gets killed. You think possibly the crowd might storm the jail and try to take the law in their own hands? Well, it's been done before. And I'd sure hate to see that kid get manhandled by a mob. So would I. You, uh, aim to get him out of jail? I, uh, yes. Yes, I think I will, Stacy. Good. Now, here's how I can help you. You make it your business to get there around, say, 10 o'clock. I'll stir up some kind of a commotion down the street, down by the Longhorn Cafe, see? You'll draw the crowd down there so there won't be anyone around the jail, huh? Yeah. Mighty nice of you, mister, to go to all that trouble. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more thing. Would you mind stopping by the jail and letting my friends know that I'm here? That I'm, uh, well, planning to get them out? Sure, I'll do that for you. No trouble at all. Thanks. Adios. Mm, Silver. After delivering the masked man's message to Dan Reed and Tonto, Fred Stacy waited impatiently for 10 o'clock to arrive. As the hour approached, Stacy stepped quietly into the alley beside the Longhorn Cafe and drew a pair of pistols from beneath his waistcoat. Uh, 10 o'clock. Now for a little excitement. Help! Come quick! They're getting away! Over here! It's the men that killed the sheriff and robbed the express. This way! Who was it, Stacy? That same pair that Sheriff Bellman arrested the other night. I saw him running down the alley. Come on, let's get after him. Hurry up. There's a big reward out for that pair, dead or alive. Hold it, everyone. It's the last man. That's him. He's the one we seen at the robbery last night with the Indian and the kids. What the... Who's that he's got with him? These are the men you were just going after. Stand where you are, Stacy. Hey! Those are the two fellows that broke out of jail the night Sheriff Bellman was murdered. They're also the men who held up the Sweetwater Express. Under orders from Fred Stacy. Grab that man, he's wanted for murder. Hey, let go of me, you fools. Can't you see these crooks are trying to... The masked man found a courtesy in your house. And if you think we ain't going to tell the truth, you're crazy after what you figured on doing to us. But that fella, he said he was going to get his friends out of jail. He said he Don't was going to... Don't worry, they'll be out of jail in jig time, Stacy. But you won't. Not for a long time. But I... I don't understand oh, that... Oh, I suspected you. You were too smart for your own good, Stacy. Too anxious to see my friends get out of jail. Too anxious to kill Blackie and Crowley so you could collect the reward money. But I... 
What made you think I had anything to do with it? Stacy, when you stopped me on the trail tonight, said that I was under suspicion for that train robbery. What? I wondered how you knew that I hadn't committed the robbery. And there was only one answer, mister. Come on, Stacy. You and those two fellas are going to jail. Right now. It's too bad there's only one cell, Stacy. It'll be uncomfortable in there for you. But I reckon your two friends here will enjoy it more than you do. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.